You're listening to the Slavic Literature Pod, your shelf-help guide to all things Slavic. I'm Cameron Lalata. And I'm Matt Garrison. And today we are covering part one, chapter 15 of Vasily Grossman's Life and Fate, and finally coming to our, our the life portion. There's no, there's no, the peace portion of Life and Fate's War and Peace. Uh, returning to the Shaposhnikov family, if you are here from our Stalingrad series or meeting some of them for the first time, meeting a section of the Shaposhnikov family, including uh, Ludmila and her husband, uh, Victor, as well as Ludmila's two children, as they are now living in Kazan after having been um, evacuated from um they live in moscow but i believe they were in stalingrad at the time they're evacuated from stalingrad to kazan in, in stalingrad and so we we joined them as they're now trying to make their day-to-day work and we begin with ludmila thinking about the fact that she's not heard from tolia in a while and, and is there anywhere you wanted to start with this piece like you said it is kind of it's kind of like war and peace <laughs> if you don't think about it too much I guess Grossman could have called this War and Peace as well and done his own full, real, true rewriting of it. But of course, this is not possible because there's no, there's no, no nobody can pretend there's really any peace. The, the peace and, and both the, the and, and everything we've read, the only semblance of peace that there is is just these sort of maybe small little moments here and there that people can grapple with. But there is nothing that can be compared to the peace parts of war and peace um i mean, I mean you, you can compare them but they're not similar is kind of what i'm getting at and that of course casts everything into a completely different light for this chapter but that being said we still have just as confusing and mangled of uh family relation that grossman yes gives us which is great and so on one level, uh, one thing I do appreciate about that, the the intimacy of this family life, and I think this is just, we've talked a lot about Grossman being a good writer of characters, but he's also um, a good writer of relationships. And I think just uh, starting in Stalingrad and continuing here, seeing the way that uh, Grossman writes Victor and Ludmilla's relationship is like such, is so poignant in the ways, like if as we go through Ludmilla's introduction here, and she's talking about all the things that she notices about you know, her husband and any, everything from his, his most grand moments of poetry and, you know, bravery and his worst moments, or even just his most boring moments. And um, it's just a, an effective moving piece of storytelling, which will continue to grow in interest for us as uh, their storyline plays out. And also as Grossman puts more of his own life into, <laughs> well, we'll get there. I think that the way it sort of works, because a lot of people in our Discord today made a similar comment now that we're on the I don't know what you call it, domestic side of the book, or we're on a domestic side of the book. Right. The way that, so to speak. Yeah. 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 Just the way that the relationships are written. It's, it's very hard to write a convincing relationship where you're sort of dropped in the middle of it. Yet you feel as if you have been there the whole relationship. The sort of things that Grossman points out are so specific that you would really have to be with someone for a long time to kind of notice that uh, the way that these characters kind of study and examine each other and, you know, the way that they know just what buttons to push uh, and just how to cut each other down if they need is just really amazing. And also, I let's not forget about the fact that uh, Victor and Lamila sent Nadia to uh, communal farm for the right. summer 
That was that I laughed at that. I put W next to that. That was hilarious. <laughs> I forgot that that was that was a plot point before. <laughs> and that that actually gave me some good audible laughter during this reread. Right. And I also want to bring in uh something I thought from a Discord user Leia here, who says, obviously, as we've been talking about here, we compare Grossman to Tolstoy all the time, but someone in here mentioned Austin at some point in something else, and I couldn't help. Uh, but think of her while reading chapter 15. Her ability to write clearly and incisively about her section of the world is part of what makes her work timeless. Here, Grossman shows just how impactful it can be to write domestic life as well. It's a short chapter, but we get an exact picture of that the dynamic between Lumilla's branch of the family. Her intimate knowledge of Victor almost made me cry, and then in parentheses, damn you, Grossman. She's not sentimental about how intimately she knows him, but the fact that she knows how angry he is about his mother's death, that he partially blames her for it, and no one is saying anything is so spot on. It, it reminds me of this, the point yesterday when we were talking about how the sort of how the sort of resentment can build in unspoken moments, and where, where you have these chances to get at things and you don't, and it sort of ices over forever because that moment is gone. Yet that feeling of resentment can still be there. Uh, I, I don't think the, the two yesterday were necessarily building resentment, but you could see how it might work in a similar way. And this is years building. <laughs> right. And yeah, good that you mentioned that through line, because that's kind of the character of the other comment, which I wanted to bring today, uh, which is from Discord user Daniel, who says, beginning with this chapter, uh, Beginning this chapter with, you know, again, there was no letter from Tolia. There is an obvious through line with chapter 14. And as I think back now, a consistent theme of how the, of the book so far, the physical and social absent brought about by the war. So the, another through line you could see here is the ways in which uh, people are just apart from each other, right? You've got the Eroskin's entire um, inspection of this front line all the time thinking, or, you know, apparently the thing on the front of his mind, the fact that he has not yet heard from his wife or child who are, who are evacuating. You know, just everyone is missing someone in this war, even if it's not to battle, even if it's just I, they evacuated somewhere, there are no mail lines, or I thought there were mail lines, but nothing's coming through, whatever the case is, uh, just the place of people who expect to be there who are not. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty big theme of the book overall. I had one thing that I wanted to mark because we're, we're approaching a tough day among our households when we get to it. Uh, in a few days, but there is another sprinkling of sort of starting to dissect what it means to be Jewish in the Soviet Union. And Grossman, or the narrator through Victor, who is largely considered a stand in, you know, at times for Grossman, uh, says this He thought incessantly about his mother and he thought about something. He would have never thought about but for fascism the fact that he and his mother were jews and this is something that is going to come up again and again and again and again uh and it's sort of he sort of you know slips it in in the middle of the, this chapter where it's not it's not something that's necessarily um important except for in this context it becomes extremely important and I'm not saying this was necessarily, you know, the Jewish experience at this time that people didn't think about it at all. But I would say it definitely became more, more pressing for sure uh, around this time. And Grossman reflecting on that is kind of a, a good encapsulation of that. And we're getting to, you know, a there's just going to be a lot of discussion on this throughout the book. And so it's good to kind of highlight how his characters are 
starting to think about that and considering themselves as part of this community that they maybe did not previously, you know, think about and what that kind of means uh, at, the, at this time. Because it, you know, it it's very, very extremely complicated. And we'll talk more about it in our longer episodes because I think it deserves some specialized attention for sure. Well, I think that is a great place to live for today. So thank you for being here. You will hear from us again tomorrow. Tomorrow.